Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Dan. Chris. Lee. What did we think to the US Grand Prix then? It was alright. It was yeah, alright. It's pretty Wasn't good. Bad. It's alright. A lot of, uh, of overtakes going on right the way through the field. And some of them we actually got to see on TV for mm. once. Mm. I do like the uh, Circuit of the Americas. Um, it was a lot bumpier though, wasn't it, than it has been previous years yeah everybody was complaining about the bumps from well, you Friday could see onwards. them you yeah could see you the could bumps. see bits where the tarmac had gone yeah I mean, apparently they are closing it over the winter to do a complete resurface well do you remember when they when they first constructed the the circuit of the americas way back when the bbc still had uh, tv rights to formula one david coulthard drove his red bull like jacked up around like the dirt layout of, yeah. the, of the circuit you remember that i remember that and uh, he thought oh that that seems like a really interesting circuit and if you're tarmacking it on fairly loose dirt, it will move eventually. Yeah. yeah. Which apparently is the problem that they're having. And the other problem they're going to have is how much a MotoGP going to complain when they resurface it because it won't be right for them. Because mm. they kicked off when it wasn't resurfaced two years ago and it was just ground down. I wonder if that's caused any of the issues. But, I mean, that's the circuit management to worry about, I suppose. I, I'd wonder whether it's got something to do with the fact it was ground down and then you had all that rain as well. So you have all that rain which soaks into the soil. Then you have Texas heat on top of that, which then makes that where rain trying to escape. That would cause bumps in my physics. Possibly. So, Geographical physics expert Lee Stevens. Yeah, I'm here all week. In my professional I, th- I think that's called geology, isn't it? <clears throat> Possibly. In my professional opinion, as a painter and decorator and a semi-professional talker, that's my, my opinion. <laughs> no, you're a rank amateur at that. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I th- I thought it was a decent race, and like you say, Chris, we got to, we got to see quite a lot of overtakes. Yeah, um, the field was behind, well, behind the top four for the majority of the race. The field it was fairly fluid. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. You you really didn't know who was going to be on the strategies to finish. You know, sixth, seventh, all the way down to about fifteenth, sixteenth. You had no idea. All the way um, down to just in front of the Williams. Mm. Well, well, where Haas and Williams now sit. Yeah. What in the gravel? Yeah. <laughs> um, or in the garage yeah yeah. one of those weekends we'll, st- we'll start with Williams um, Kubica got DNF'd because of a hydraulic problem can I just can I do something f- purely for the YouTube viewers I don't know can you hydraulic problem <laughs> yeah it, it's a bit in like Alonso at the end of last Press year F isn't it for doubt <laughs> yeah yeah I'm I'm wondering if he'll just walk and we won't see him for the last two races he was a pit stop behind George Russell and had made one pit stop less than George Russell that's not ideal no, no I, I just I just wonder if we'll see him walk and um, Williams will borrow Ocon for the last two races he got I mean, he got ahead of, of Russell at the beginning Robert Kubica yeah uh, and we've heard from, from our listeners that we, a lot of Kubica fans at Circuit of the Americas which is great for him but he's not he's not had the comeback season. You know, we we always said the Kubica movie stopped when he closed his visor in Australia. That's maybe when Robert Kubica should have stopped. You did. I said he shouldn't have been on the grid in Australia from the word go. <laughs> <laughs> Only uh, after the race. No, the comeback no, was the story. No. The racing's not a story. The comeback was the story. He, did he come back? He was given it, a drive. Yeah, There's a difference it, between a comeback and getting getting given a drive. It's not a comeback if you Wander around a lap behind your teammate. Probably not. No, no. he's had his ass handed yeah. to him by Russell. Uh, like I say, I'm I'm beginning to wonder if we'll actually see him in Brazil. I think you'll see him finish the season. 
I, I, but if he doesn't, it, I, for Williams, if he wasn't, if he didn't want to do it, I think it would make more sense for them to stick Latifi in the car for two races. They're not allowed. Why not? He won't. He won't have the super license points, even though he's guaranteed to get them. But he will officially be able to drive the Formula One car. I think he'll be on a Saturday until like, until yeah. Uh, but after you'll, the end you of can the get season. special dispensation, and if he's going to have the points anyway, I could see him getting special dispensation. He's driven the car in FP ones. It's not like you're trying to throw someone into a car that's never driven one. No. That, that and in the FP ones that he's done, he's been so much closer yeah. to George than he has from Robert Kubica has. Mm-hmm. That that points thing is a grey area in certain cases and I think it's more there to prevent somebody that shouldn't get into Formula 1 than it is to prevent someone that will make it into Formula 1. Yeah, I I could see them giving special dispensation when he's getting the points anyway. Yeah. And he's there's likely no to get the drive next year. Yes. Yeah. It's an administrative thing. Mm. I mean, as things stand at the moment, we've said before, Williams legally can't announce him as a driver. Mm-hmm. Until after Abu Dhabi, so what's yep. the bet? And it gets and it gets officially announced during the postseason test. Yeah, probably. Mm. Uh, I, d- I must say though, he's not been as impressive in his FP1 showings as he, he probably wanted to be, or you'd probably want him to be. Was he in Mexico? He was what eight tenths off George Russell? Yeah, he was off Kubica as well this weekend. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. I, didn't... I, I do retract my previous comment then. Mm. Yeah, I, d- I didn't uh, didn't see any of Friday's. Yeah, so I mean, that, I, I, I'm sure he ended. I know I was what I watched when it was about half an hour till the end. He was slower than Kubica's FP2 time, is what you're yeah. saying, right? Got you. No, no, because he was in George Russell's car. Oh, was he? Okay, yeah. Sorry. So they were on track at the same time, and Kubica was ahead of him. Ah, so the usual. Oh, they were running different programs, different yeah. cars. Obviously, Kubica had George Russell's car mm. that that time, which yeah. is the better of the two Williams. Yeah. However, on Sunday. He had his own car yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, you can't really say much more than that. No. Um, Feel sorry for George, the only driver who was two laps down. Mm. Um, but then Kubica may have been three laps down had he stayed out and, mm. you know. Yeah. Did they bring him in to stop? Well, well William, Williams has slowly been catching up the back of the pack, haven't they? Either that or... Or, or, or is it the back, back of the pack? The back of the pack have been dropping back to them because... Has have been Hass are still next, but they were miles down the road from Williams towards the end of the race. And early doors, they were not. Early doors, Russell was ahead of Grosjean for quite a long time. While yeah. K-Mag was running as high as ninth. Yeah. And then it shook out and they just both dropped backwards. Mm-hmm. It's what happens with Hass though, isn't it? They, they push really hard in a race situation. Um, they're okay over a single lap pace, but in race situations, they they push... And then they wear the tyres out, and they end up making one extra pit stop, and they're all the way at the back again. Or they push, and then they've got to manage their tyres again. Yeah, they, they, they haven't been able to get that car working with uh, working with that compound. No, the, these years compound, this year's compounds. Thought you were struggling with words tonight, Dan. Mm. Yeah. They brought me. They brought a load of parts as well, didn't they? And they they well, the, didn't. They brought the, they did a they did a Williams. They brought a new mm. test front wing, yeah. which was only going to be used on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what difference that made apart no, from... No, they, they took it off. It got, it got yeah, packed yeah. up and put away and said, we're probably not going to use that again until next season now. They did FP1, I think, with their like the last race set up. FP2 was with the new parts, so they could do like a back-to-back with it. And then they decided to revert back to uh, what they already had. 
and then Grosjean's rear wing had an issue, so they had to then change Grosjean's rear wing to to another like past rear wing spec. Mm. Yeah, you know, it it was the it was the normal like when when it was ex- when Grosjean explained what had happened to his weekend, you were. Well, that's just a normal Hess weekend. <laughs> what <laughs> happened with his crash in practice? Because no idea. One minute he was going was in a straight line, and the next minute he's wind, in the wall. Wasn't it? Was it the wind? Was it? I think so. There was a lot of complaints about the wind, certainly on the final corner and the whole pit straight and the run up to turn one, because there was a tailwind and people were struggling to drive round in to get it behind them, and then actually slow down enough to get to uh, get to the hairpin at the top yeah. of the hill. Magnussen's w- was weird as well. Did a brake failure in the yeah, race? It was, you failure. saw it go. Pop. It wasn't. It yeah. wasn't just a failure. It really the disc mm. actually exploded. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought it was very strange at first, but as soon as I saw what happened, I was like, brake failure. Yeah, yeah. Instant brake failure. Mm. Nothing you can do about that either. So no. not not K Mag's fault at all. We thought that Hass maybe got owned over their brake issues because Grosjean was very whiny about them, wasn't he, a year or two ago? Yeah. And this year we have no. Really Grosjean heard. was very whiny about them for a year or two. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, but we haven't really heard anything this season about Haas having brake issues. That's because they're not going fast enough to actually overheat the brakes. Well, clearly they were, because Magnus had a failure. <laughs> <laughs> that, must, that must have been sort of old damage from when he was running in ninth. Yeah. And then slipped yeah. back down. Maybe. They do, they do appear to qualify well and then start the race well, but that, that, that's all well and good until lap 13 or 14, and then they well, start... Well, Magnussen st- appears to qualify slightly better. Hmm. Grosjean's just a bit. Yeah. I mean, well, Grosjean finished the race in 15th, which, you know, ahead of a um, Toro Rosso and a Williams that finished the race. Mm, Grosjean finished ahead of a Toro Rosso that didn't finish the race. And George Russell. <laughs> well done. Have a participation. I still, I still can't understand, like, the, the board meeting that was had when someone turned around and was looking at, like, in, like, an X Fires. X Factor styley. I had a picture of um, Nico Hulkenberg and a picture of Grosjean. I went, we're going with Grosjean. Yeah. What? How? How? <laughs> <laughs> I still I don't understand it either. Um, as I said, for the early part of the race, when hats are usually okay, you'd actually Russell was running behind Kubica, then Russell got ahead of Kubica, then Russell got ahead of Grosjean. Yeah. Somehow. And Russell ended up like a lap back from everyone else. Yeah. So somehow. And I'm not quite sure how, but if they'd have just decided to run Hulkenberg in a singular car next year, they'd have scored more points than having two cars. Convinced of it. <laughs> <laughs> two Hulkenbergs? Maybe. <laughs> Cloning program? Green Hulk and Grey Hulk? Yes. Obscure Marvel reference? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Toro Rosso next and Kvyat getting a second consecutive <laughs> penalty that dumps him out of the points Kvyat Left. finishing 10th but actually being classified 12th um, do you know what a uh, controversial opinion but what he did to Perez was no worse than what Max Verstappen did to beat uh, Charles Leclerc in um uh, it was slightly more aggressive. Not a lot more aggressive. And it was certainly no more aggressive than when Hamilton was defending from Bottas in the same race. Uh no, that was that was that was fine racing. Oh no, no, I, yeah, but that's that's I I I kind of feel a bit sorry for Kvyat. 
it was a bit of bargy and stuff like that but if we're if we're if we're into this thing now where if it's full wheel contact you get a warning for it i feel maybe he should have had the don't do that again flag maybe I just I don't know that it was I don't know that it was a passing opportunity unless they made contact. That's what that's what I think. Maybe the, that's what I think the mm-hmm. the issue was. I don't think he would have got passed if he if they hadn't if it was clean and then they hadn't made contact. I think Kvyat would have had to back out and Perez would have kept the position anyway. I've argued that uh, that you could argue the same with Leclerc and uh, Verstappen though, couldn't you? In in Austria, Austria. yeah, I mean, you could argue it. I think Leclerc still would have been forced wide. By Verstappen rather than the banging wheels. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, but I think he, he'd have been forced wide by Verstappen coming in and giving him the option to be forced wide or to have an accident. Yeah, that's. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but I, again. A grey area, should we say? Yeah, well, that's. I think maybe if we're going to give drivers this, you can be more aggressive thing. I, I, I kind of think that that was on the edge again. That maybe it it was harsh for him to get the penalty. I mean, the, the way that it's being talked about is um, Kvyat says that he didn't do anything that he thought was illegal. Um, Perez said that he did. <laughs> per- <laughs> basically, basically, yeah, but not actually. The collision wasn't the first illegal thing. Perez seems to think that Kvyat didn't slow down for yellow flags for K Mag being in the gravel. Well, that's and how he that, got close, enough. and that's why he got close enough to do it. Ah, okay, uh, that's a different. But is that where he got the penalty for? No, he got the penalty for he got the, the penalty collision. For the, for he the got, pa- got the penalty for the collision. Yeah. So I don't know. I think if they're gonna, this is what I mean with consistency, though, isn't it? If you're gonna, if neither of them, he did hit Perez hard enough to bend the suspension, though, which is something that Verstappen didn't do to Leclerc. So, so now <laughs> you're allowed to run into somebody as long as you don't break it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, again, I, I think it's more to do with the passing opportunity. I don't think if there was if there was no contact that the passing opportunity would have been on, mm. but. That's just personal opinion. No, I, other other people will differ. I, I, to- I totally agree, but my my thing's just consistency. Yeah. you know, it's if we're gonna if you're gonna let people bat each other off the track a little bit, then well, Leclerc and Stewart should at least be able to say, right, yeah. here's your similar incident that didn't get a penalty. Mm-hmm. Here's yeah. why this one's different. Yeah, you and Leclerc and Hamilton and Monza, for example. Yeah, I do think that this whole grey and white flag does give them the get out of jail free card, doesn't it? Say, so, well, look, yeah. it was the only thing he'd done all right, wrong all race, so mm. it's the warning flag if he was to do that again. Do you think it's a penalty because it's Kvyat? I think it's a mixture because it's Kvyat and because it bent the suspension. It's a bit of both, isn't it? bit of damage and because of who it is. If it was I, Gasly on Stroll? Uh, probably not. If it was Stroll on Gasly, probably. Yeah. If it was Daniel Ricciardo on somebody, probably not. No, no. It's, a, it's, it's setting a precedent for you for yourself as well, isn't it? Especially yeah. with what happened with Kvyat and Hulkenberg in Mexico. Yeah. It which, shouldn't which, work. Which Kvyat says he was the innocent party in all of No rubbish. Mm. I feel um, sorry for Perez, though, because he had a cracking race. A second race in a yeah. row, he's done really, really mm. well. Well, we'll get to that in a bit. Gasly ended up being classified 16th, but finished. I think he finished in the pits, didn't he? They pulled him, pulled him out, and retired the car. What mm. a, a lap before the end. Yeah. So that's how he managed to DNF, but still finish ahead of George Russell. Yeah, because he yeah. crossed the line and had covered more distance than George Russell had when he crossed the line for the last time. Okay. So he was. I think. Yeah, uh, Gasly was the last of the one lap down runners, so he'd already lapped George Russell. Yeah. So that that's why he got um, got classified sixteenth. 
Um, bit of an anonymous race room, really, this time. Yeah. Gasly was, was up in the points for a, a majority of the race. I don't know if it was tyre strategy or maybe it was a problem that pulled them out pulled them out of the race. But, I mean, in the... Was it qualifying or was it the practice session? Uh, he was very, very close to Alex Albon. He was right behind him, but it was like... It was like five hundredths of a second or something he was right behind Alex Albon at the end mm. of the session which raised a few eyebrows of course because yeah. of you know, obvious reasons um, but you know come Sunday that's where that's where the points are made yeah. Sunday is the kingmaker isn't it mm. and uh, Gasly you can't win a race on Fridays no no exactly you can't win a race on Fridays you can't, you can't win a seat on Fridays either mm. I uh, and I also think it's pretty clear from the start of the season that Gasly wasn't very good in the Red Bull. Yeah. I think, despite what happened at the end of this race, he is good in a Toro Rosso. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, was, he was having a good race. Yeah. Um, I don't know why he slipped backwards and then, you know, obviously he was pulled in just before the end of the race. Do you think it's interesting he hasn't been confirmed yet? What, a Toro Rosso? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, not nobody's been... been confirmed for anything nope. apart from the fact that they will all... The four drivers that are currently in the two Red Bull teams will be the four drivers yeah. in the two Red Bull teams well, next year. Well, don't, don't worry, when we, get to the, when we get to the next Red Bull team, I'm going to ask the same question well, for a different reason. Yeah, Verstappen's confirmed for next year, though, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. In, in Red Bull. He is, he is yeah. the only one of the four where no, we Danny know Kivyat's, where they'll be driving. Danny Kvyat's confirmed for Toro Rosso. No, he will be staying in the Red Bull organisation in one of the cars. I thought it was Toro Rosso, but he is not. Is not being confirmed at Toro Rosso yet. I don't Christian know. Horner said so, but Christian Horner has absolutely no say about who drives what. No. Anyway, that's Toro Rosso's race. Quite disappointing. Mm-hmm. Null point. Mm. Yeah. Um, Alfa Romeo next. Giovinazzi fourteenth. Kimi eleventh. Kimi was looking strong. He, he was looking. On. Good for a great start. Drive of the day. Yeah, mm. a great point. start. And, and and unfortunate just to miss out on the points given that he won the race last year in his Ferrari. Yeah. Um, Alpha have been slipping backwards a little bit over recent races and we've not really produced the form that we wanted to see from them. But Kimi Raikkonen clearly likes Circuit of the Americas. He mm. did quite well again. Um, again, just missing out on, on, on a point. Because of the wonderful yeah. drive that Sergio Perez well, put in. Here, here though, how the fuck is um, Giovinazzi still in the hunt for that seat? He's not in the hunt for that seat. He's got that oh, seat. Oh, is he staying? Is, is yeah. that confirmed? That's been, oh, com- that's been confirmed today. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realise. Oh, was that just today? Was it was yeah. confirmed? Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag Monday News. He's rubbish. He's not as good as Raikkonen. He's not as good as Raikkonen. And that's a Raikkonen that, like... Up until he had a win last year and stuff like that, we were saying probably shouldn't still be in Formula One at times. Um, he's improved over the last couple of races. He's outqualified Kimi Raikkonen, and but he's, look at him during the races. Yeah, well, during the races he's doing a little bit better. Uh, it's just taking him a but, while to. But is he doing well enough to stay in? I don't well, think they've got that, anyone that's else. That's Hulk fucked out, though, isn't it? Well, I don't think they've got anyone else to plug in. Well, Hulk, Ferrari, no. Ferrari own that seat. Yeah, that's Ferrari haven't got anybody else to put there. No, no, I, yeah, I realise that. But for a team, if I, I don't, Giovinazzi is never going to be a Ferrari driver ever, 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 ever getting back together with Ferrari. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought like, you I thought you were going down the outcast no. route on that one. <laughs> and so what? Right, what's the Forever, point? Ever? What's the point in it? And I I still think that if 
if they plugged... Um, because he's keeping the seat warm for Mick Schumacher. Yeah, but if they plugged... Unless Mick Schumacker turns out to be more like his uncle than his Hulk dad. In, if they plugged Hulk into that seat and Raikkonen retires at the end of the next year, they've still got an experienced Formula 1 driver in the team. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. It would have made, it would probably Makes have made no more sense. sense. No sense but whatsoever. It's, it's because Ferrari owned that seat. They're going to run it with had... no experienced driver, Mick Schumacher and Roman fucking Grosjean. <laughs> Who's to say Hulk won't be in Kimmy's seat in two years' time? Uh, I don't. I don't think Hulkenberg is a good enough driver to leave Formula One and come back. Yeah, I hate to say it. I agree with Lee there. Yeah. When when Hulk goes, he's gone. I think he should be staying around for a little bit longer. But I think he should be. I think yeah. he should have been given an opportunity in a top-level car, but yes. it's not worked out. I think no. he was, was one of my favourites to replace Rosberg when mm-hmm. he retired a few years ago. I thought, Nico Hulkenberg's a good shout if um, Mercedes can get him, but he wasn't mm. even considered, apparently. No. Nick Hyde felt time. Yeah, and it's sad for Hulkenberg because uh, he's a nice guy and comes across as a nice guy and he's a yeah. pretty good driver. And will probably win Formula E. Probably will, yeah. Probably be a multiple-time Formula mm. E champion. He said he's not going to Formula E or IndyCar. He's l- There's stories that he's looking at DTM for next year. Mm. Along with another driver who we've often referred to as the English Nico Hulkenberg. <laughs> 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 Other way around. We call Nico, Nico Hulkenberg the German Jensen Button. <laughs> but Jensen Button is apparently looking at DTM as well. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, you know a bit more of a new story than than looking at the race review. But having left Super GT, they did a they did a Super GT DTM crossover race at Hockenheim, and apparently that's that's. You know that, that seems like Jensen's thing. He wants to give that, give it a go. Mm. Whether he finds a seat or not, don't know. I would imagine it wouldn't be too difficult for him to find a seat. So it's, it's, he, it's, he could turn up at any team and say, like "Can I have a, can I have a drive?" Like, yeah. yes. Do Honda have an entry in DTM? <laughs> not yet. No. Well, there you go. I wouldn't be surprised though, because you know they had that mixed race, didn't they? With the two. That's what I mean. Yeah, they had things, the crossover yeah. race. Super mm. GT did DTM. Yeah, that wouldn't. It, w- it wouldn't surprise me if something like that was to happen. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. Racing point. It's isn't it funny how it's handy like staying staying friends with with Honda. Are you listening, Fernando? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Hey, you might still get might still get to drive um, the McLaren at Indy next year. Sorry, a McIndy at Indy. No. Yes. No. The, the people have spoken. It's not a fucking. They can burger. speak all they want. This is not a democracy. You <laughs> you lost. Get over it. <laughs> Don't we act at another vote now? <laughs> no, we have to wait for a general election. Right, okay. we'll, do, we'll, we'll do a general vote on what we should call everyone. <laughs> anyway, racing point. Racing point. Perez, great drive. Pit possible lane drive to 10th. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, possibly, he, was a, he was a contention in the blog room, wasn't he, for driver yeah, of the day? Yeah, he, he was one of the ones that definitely got talked about. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, yeah, Perez was a strong possible. As you say, pit lane to 10th is a great drive yeah, for Sergio absolutely. Perez. In a car that's not... It's it's lacking a little bit in what you'd expect, really. From, even from a racing point. Yeah, it's lacking. from a racing point. Tenth is great. He did amazingly to finish seventh in Mexico. Really good drive to finish tenth in in Austin. Um, Stroll did okay also took as well part in the Grand Prix. Stroll did, he did okay. He finished thirteenth. Got you know? through got through to Q two. 
for the first time in like admit, yeah, eight, admit, eight admit, races. Admit, is, that, an, is that okay when your teammates running like what eighth? He was, Perez finished tenth. And Stroll finished thirteenth. Yeah, but drive, that was that was after he battered off the circuit. No, no, no. He was finished tenth with the with the. Yeah, that's what I mean. But like, he got battered off the circuit, dropped back, penalties pushed him back into the points. Is no, that... he he was in tenth when he got battered off the circuit. Oh, and, right, and I finished he was higher tenth. up. But he like he was racing through that race and sort of yeah, he was doing overtakes. Yeah, I uh, it, it to me the. When you see Racing Point getting better and Perez getting like putting better and better results in, mm. uh, Stroll seems to stay in the same place. Yeah, I mean thirteenth isn't a terrible form. Yeah, but I, I mean, think Stroll's been a couple of places behind Perez for most of the season, but last year it would have been Perez Ocon or Ocon Perez, yeah, yeah. or DNF DNF. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but, and the year before it would have been. Hulkenberg Perez, mm. but when you look at the drivers that finish behind Stroll, you then it doesn't quite it doesn't show him in a great light, really. I mean, you got Giovinazzi mm. in a Alpha that's slipping backwards. Yeah. We've already spoken about him, Grosjean, Gasly who retired, and Russell. Yeah. So, you know, it's, out of them, <laughs> it's not ideal. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's not where Racing Point want to be, and they'll hope to be further up the grid next season but then Lance Stroll is still the weakest point in that team yeah I, I don't think I don't think Lance Stroll will go much further or, or like up the grid he, he constantly seems to be half a second off what the car is capable of doing yeah I, I can't find I can't find the tweet but somebody sent us a message saying me and some friends have been wandering around Circuit of the Americas all weekend looking for anyone in Stroll merch not found any yet and that was by Sunday it's impressive that no Canadians went to the Circuit of the Americas I know it's a long, long way. I know, but but I mean, it's 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 within a flight. Americans go to Montreal to watch the Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah, but they haven't got a driver. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> yeah. And the, all all the stuff about Haas being the home team. A lot of tweets from American listeners saying they are not our team. Which. Hashtag not my Formula One team. <laughs> yeah, which is surprising. I mean, they do run the American flag in monochrome on the side of their car, but they run it on the is, other circuits as well. Yeah, which is a bit dystopian. <laughs> what? That was terrible. I know. <laughs> it's a shame. It's like we like we. we I'm not going to go on about it because we say it quite a lot. But when we thought we were getting an American team, we kind of thought we get some of that sort of American. Like zing, fuck yeah! Along yeah. Well, with it. a couple of years ago at Circuit of the Americas, when they did the intros, yeah, I loved that. That was yeah. great. Yeah, I for, liked for that. that one race. No Stetsons. Bring the fucking Stetsons yeah, bring the Stetsons back. back. Bring the bring the 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 Cossack hats in Russia yeah. and the sombreros in Mexico. Uh, wait, cultural wait. appropriation can get stuffed for twenty minutes. It's yeah, fine. no, that no, we had, we had the hashtag a bit back, didn't we? You know, more local hats. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, bowler hats at Silverstone. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Why not? It'd be it would work. It would, it would be a really good thing to do rather than just just boring caps every single time. But yeah. Um, oh, and what was going on with the guy singing the anthem? Loads. That was loads was going on. The, the, that was a right. performance. I wasn't watching who, at this who point. Who was it? No, no idea. What happened? There was a guy a and two backing singers doing an a cappella version that could only have been described as sort of kind of jazz but not quite has anybody jumped on the comments and said i can't believe I you know, didn't I know who that it. was but mr mr guest five uh tweeted where, where, where this was going on 
saying, uh, what the fuck is this? To which I replied, that's motherfucking National Pride, soldier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, McLaren. (laughs) Good race. Pretty good race. Um, I mean, Lando, fastest in Q1. Yeah. All right, shenanigans. Yeah, but regardless. Still, (laughs) the only person, was it Sean that tweeted, the only only person that's top of the time, she like a, a, a qualifying like a qualifying or a practice session this year that isn't, isn't one, of one of the big three teams. teams yeah. yeah yeah. well that's impressive for a start and he was third in FP3 as well wasn't he you know, it, it was looking really good was there not a practice session where I oh, know I think Vettel was fastest in the practice session yeah. in in I want to say Canada and Norris and Sykes were second and third Possibly. But yeah. There was um, shenanigans there yeah, as well. Yeah, there shenanigans there as well, yeah. Um, but yeah, Lando Norris had a good race and he had some good luck come his way. Carlos Sainz, if there is one driver to get bad luck, that it was his turn. Uh, he didn't really do anything wrong at turn one. He was trying to follow Lewis Hamilton mm. uh, and along came Albon in a rebel, who again didn't really do anything wrong, just kind of understeered a little bit into he, Carlos he didn't. Sainz. He didn't get a penalty for that, did he? Album, no, 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 there was no, no, very, no. very similar to what Daniel Kvyat did. No, no, no it was, no, it wasn't. Of course it, it wasn't. was. It was the same incident. It wasn't. It wasn't. Of course he it was. was. Alban, Alban, Alban got understeer on the corner and just sort of drifted Alban, wide into Alban him. went in too hot and clouted him. It was on the exit of the corner, not the entrance. Yeah, but he came in too hot and clouted him on the exit. No, he understeered into like, him. <laughs> You could see you could see it on the replay from replay first from lap, behind. And first lap incidents are always given a bit more. Oh yeah, no, I'm anyway, ju- but I'm so. just saying uh, he did almost the same thing. Mm. Didn't get a penalty. It, it might have been almost the same thing, but on the first lap, you got all the cars bunched up together. You don't have the choice to to back off almost. If, I, um, if you back it's off, more then you get hit back, from behind. Yeah, yeah. It's more dangerous I th- to back I off. I in think some cases. I think Album was too hot going into the first corner and had an accident and wrecked somebody else's race. Well, he didn't really wreck Science's race. Science thought that seventh was probably the best he could do, mm-hmm. and he's quite happy for Lando to be seventh. Um, what he, what Albon did do, in my eyes, was, was give himself the opportunity to be what was my driver of the day. Yeah, uh, great. <laughs> uh, it was a mistake. It wasn't obviously yeah. clearly not intentional, um, but um, pit, pitting at the end of lap one and then doing, was it three pit stops or four? Yeah, three. Many. Yeah, yeah, and still finishing, you know, where where Albon finishes is great, but science, you know, appeared to escape without damage, mm. did ruin the first part of his race a little bit. But seventh and eighth, a double points finish for McLaren is pretty good. Yeah, but this is what I was going to say to you before. I still find it nuts that he hasn't been uh, confirmed for Red Bull next year. What the album's not yes. confirmed. I think that drive probably did it for him. I think he's already put drives in that should have done it for him. Yeah, and it makes me wonder whether there's still like fuel to the fire of Vettel going back to Red Bull next year. Maybe um, it's just I don't think anybody's going to announce anybody. You know, like, I don't think we're going to get any more driver announcements from now until after the end yeah, of the season. But I don't. If let's just say Red Bull are like. Let's say everybody that's in Red Bull at the minute, yeah, both teams are going to end up in the cars next year. Chances are they're going to stay in the seats they're in. I don't see why you would drag it out. But at the same point, why announce anything? 
because I think it helps the driver, it helps stability within the team. No, they don't like stability within the team. The driver is merely ballast. Oh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, there's to a certain extent, but if, I think for, for who's there right now, um, Albon is putting great some great drives in. I think it would only like cement him and make him do better if he if he wasn't worried about losing his seat. And on the other hand, you could <clears> say that they're keeping him on his toes by not announcing him until after this after the season. And, and keeping Gasly and Kvyat motivated. But you've got two races. Yeah, I mean, Danny Kvyat knows he's not getting back in a Red Bull. I would imagine Kvyat. Uh, I would imagine um, Gasly knows he's not going to get back in a Red Bull as well. Yeah, but to keep him motivated, get as many points as possible. It's strange that they're not. If everything is in house and they've got all this in order and, and everybody's gonna gonna find a seat somewhere within the Red Bull program, it's odd they're not confirming it, especially Albon, because he has done enough. Who'd have thought Red Bull not giving a toss about how their drivers feel? Yeah. I think it's because it, I think it's because it's not just in house. I think there is like a there's a rogue body that's floating around that that might f- fall into one of those seats. So in, if that's the case. They've already said Kvyat's going to stay within the within the family, so let's say that Kvyat's going to, probably going to be in Toro Rosso next year. So the reason they wouldn't confirm Album for Red Bull is if Vettel might get that seat, and if he does get that seat, Album will go back down to Red Bull and it's bye-bye Gasly. I reckon it's just that Dietrich Mateschitz hasn't had time to roll his driver dice yet. Maybe either that or either that or the pens in front of him to sign. He keeps trying to pick it up and he keeps putting his hands all around it. And it's, he, you know, no, he's the one which there was. It's helmet marker. One eye's looking the for pen. the pen. The other one's looking where it's been. Um, you, you, you're confusing Dietrich Mateschitz and helmet marker. That's I am. Yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> Good. Yeah, he can't see the right one in front of no. him. No, <clears throat> but, uh, but I think there's something strange, and I do think there's. There's some still something to the idea of Vettel going to Red Bull next year. Maybe. I think it's becoming less and less likely. I think if Vettel is to go anywhere, I think he'll retire. Mm. I don't think. I don't think he'll retire because I don't think he wants to retire. I, th- I think. You, you listen to him. He still. He still talks about enjoying driving the car. He still looks motivated. Yeah. Uh, especially over the last couple of races. Or oh, the only thing I would say is. If um, he will need to shake himself off and really get, we were talking about McLaren. How did we get on this far? Don't we talked about Red Bull and Ferrari. We totally skipped Renault. We have. Well, how do, I don't know. <laughs> we start. Well, we someone mentioned Alvin. Sorry, yeah. I thought we talked about Red Bull. Carry on. Yeah, no, it's all right. It's just, oh, that's, that's, very, that's very nice of you. Yeah. I was going to say it was a it was a good double points finish for McLaren, especially in their battle against Renault, who are the next team to talk about. Yeah. Mm. Even though they were beaten by a Renault driver, mm-hmm. yeah, Danny Rick was um, Great on it all weekend. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and uh, it, like you say, a really good performance. I mean, he put in quite a good performance. In, I think strategy helped as well, didn't it? Yeah, he put in quite a good performance in Mexico, but the um, um, starting Hulk on the hard tyres and going for a ninety-seven thousand lap first stint <laughs> 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 paid off eventually by getting the getting the Hulk in the points as well. Um, double points finish for Renault. I mean, they'd take that. You know, if you'd, if you'd offer that to them before the weekend, they'd probably snapped your arm off. Yeah. Um, but little did they know that you know they would sandwich the McLarens. Mm. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ricard- better from Renault, but, but still not quite what we expect. R- Ricardo mm. looked more honey badger like this weekend, although technically he was a Longhorn. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was Longhorn energy rather than big dick energy. Mm. 
Although, also, worst part of, of television over the weekend was involving Daniel Ricciardo. Oh, yeah, that that's possibly the worst television that's been on the Formula One channel all year. Ever. It's right up there. Ever. No, it's Johnny the, okay. Herbert playing golf in the in the paddock on Saturday after qualifying is... No, that's, again, I would watch I that ten times before I watched what happened with Daniel Ricciardo and Craig Slater. Yeah. I didn't oh, see that. anything that wasn't the race this weekend, so... Just keep it that way. What happened? No, no, keep yourself pure, Dan. <laughs> How do you explain... They went for a drive together. They went for a drive Daniel together. Daniel Ricciardo drove Craig Slater around. Yeah. Craig Slater decided he was cool, which wasn't the case. And for some reason, that Craig Slater had a playlist on his phone. So, like, when they started talking about Max Verstappen, he started playing, like, Mad Max, like Tina Turner in the car. And then you think, well, that's that could be, by some people, seen as funny. Then you realise, oh, right, he's not going to stop playing this. And there's just going to be a really awkward volume of music behind two people trying to talk inside a car. Uh, it was ju- it was just horrible. It was a he, horrible thing. Then to he witness. showed how much he knew about a certain country song by actually singing the whole yes. fucking thing. Yes, yeah. Whilst Danny Ricardo just sat there and and, and smiled. Oh, politely. and playing sexy boy and talking about Ocon. Yes, yeah. Ocon's the sexy boy of F1. To which Danny Ricardo replied, "Is he? He's, <laughs> he's certainly the thinnest." <laughs> So yeah, yeah, that was um, yeah. It it, it it was painful to watch. If you didn't see that because you were in the United <clears throat> States and you got U.S. coverage, then well you done. Are, yeah, you <laughs> are you lucky. <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen I've seen people from the U.S. commenting on it, and I think they, they saw it. They they saw it, and I think they are now as permanently scarred as I we. I think are. I'd rather cry chili sauce than watch that again. We're back to last week's Patreon again, aren't we? We are. Mm. Um, but yeah, much improvement from Renault based on the early season form or lack thereof. The car's sticking together a lot better now. I think it was just a really good drive from Ricardo. Well, Hulkenberg finished ninth as well. Yeah, no, he, he had a good drive, but I think the McLaren was a better car than the Renault. I think Ricardo beat the McLarens. Yeah, Ricardo did, yeah, did the job yeah. rather than, yeah. Because for a while, Norris was ahead of Ricardo, yeah. and, it, and it was a genuine pass on track mm-hmm. by Ricardo to, to gain the position and uh, essentially finished best of the rest, which is a great result for uh, Ricardo and for Renault. Yeah. That's kind of where he's used, where he's used to being in. Uh, well, his old team next. Um, oh, no, no, sorry. You, you, well, you've done I an have arrow done an arrow because I did, I did his old team next, and then I thought, well, hang on a no, second, Ferrari that's not did, right. Ferrari did only get one finisher. We'll, we'll do that. They got one finisher who was miles off the pace of anywhere near fast enough to win the race. That is strange because Ferrari have been fast and we're expecting a lot more this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, Ferrari. Yeah. Some, the some, faces um, change, but things stay the same. Jeff, well, the, fa- the faces don't change because it was Bonotto's birthday on Saturday and everybody turned up to the party wearing Bonotto glasses. Jeff Sharp messaged me during the during the race saying, isn't it strange that at the slightest sniff of some sort of um, uh, FIA investigation into how Ferrari have found some time they've lost time <laughs> yeah I think Max Verstappen said something similar yeah. did he yeah oh was that sort of something like is that's what happens when you stop cheating did he actually say that I saw that comment banded around a bit I thought someone was joking I don't think I, they were his exact words, but I think it was along those lines. Interesting. What what happened was Red Bull put an inquiry into the FIA about 
just a theoretical tampering with the fuel flow. Yeah. And would this be legal if this was to happen? It's about oil, isn't it? But it's about them dumping oil into into the fuel mixture, into the combustion. Well, to that's give what them a bit Mercedes of were being accused yeah, of a couple of years yeah. ago. No, that, no, that's they, what they accused Ferrari of as well, because that it was um, Mark Priestley was doing it on his uh, YouTube channel, was explaining what the the iffy thing might be with that car. Okay. Well, you'll always burn a little bit of oil in fuel, but... Yeah, but if you put, if you're purposely doing it, yeah. no, this, this was all to do with the fuel flow rates, not right. putting oil in the fuel flow. Um, basic Leclerc started it. Um, well, sorry, Verstappen started it by not saying cheating. Uh, it was getting round the regulations. Mm. Yeah, find a loophole in F one. Yeah. Some, somebody will fly through it. Um, so Red Bull put this inquiry into the FIA saying, just in theory, if this was to happen, would the car that it was happening on be found illegal? What if it was red? <laughs> <laughs> you mean bull? <laughs> no, the other animal. The, Nobody the... mentioned anything about flexing. Yes. <laughs> but then, of course, the FIA said, yes, this would be illegal if anyone were to do that. And all of a sudden, Ferrari are about a second and a half a lap slower. Interesting. Not, even, not that much. No, no but they, they, they struggled to get their tyres to to warm up. Which has been thing. a Ferrari trait. Yeah, yeah. well, they were on the mediums, weren't they? Yeah. Everybody around them were on the mediums, and mm-hmm. they, they came off worse, yeah. far worse. Well, by the, by the time Vettel got into about turn two or three, everybody around him was on soft because he dropped back that far. No, yeah, I think Hamilton passed him into turn six or seven, something like that, around mm-hmm. the outside, which is a crazy pass. Well, what I thought was really weird was um, Vettel and Leclerc hit each other they did hit each other when they came round because the, there was a there, bit. There was just a little tap, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. And uh, but when um, Vettel radioed in and said, oh, "I don't know if I hit anyone or anything," I just I found it really weird that. Are you think it was like school? Like, oh, I don't know if I hit anyone. I yeah. might have done. No, but maybe I think have it, a look. I think it was Leclerc that hit Vettel. Right. If it was if it was anyone, so I was surprised that he didn't jump on that. But yeah, we, and we, we didn't see another replay of it either, which I found weird. Yeah. The um, well, Vettel went backwards at, at the start. The tires just massively didn't yeah. happen. T- tires didn't kick in, and he was complaining about understeer. And no one on TV asked this question, but I wonder if there was an issue with the suspension from from the start, mm. and that's why he was understeering. Or did the understeer cause him to run wide a lot over the dangerous curbs and broke his suspension? But as Vettel said, they'd been running around there, and like no other car had an issue with that. Uh, and they'd also been running through practice and stuff like that with the car. I I find it odd that he seemed to hit Leclerc, or Leclerc seemed to hit him, or they seemed to hit each other, and then he had a suspension failure, and nobody talked about it. Yeah, it, I don't know that it was it was on the other side of the car anyway, wasn't it? His uh, well, it was the right rear that failed because yeah, the Leclerc from that, hit Vettel's left side. No, he hit the right, wouldn't he? Because he was coming, he was coming from the inside, and Vettel would have been on the outside, so it would have been. Is it, yes, oh, so it would have been the left. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It Vettel's left, and it was his right that went. But if you've weakened, if you've weakened the suspension, you know, it's just because yeah. the left's gone. It doesn't yeah. mean. Or as Dan said, it could have been. It could have been a failure that was starting to happen from mm. the beginning of the Scary race. Scary yeah. Under some under some heavy braking, maybe into turn one or something like that. You know. That, that just mm. sort of 
un- unloaded the suspension just a little bit too much, which damaged it. Remember, was Imagine it, that was happens here on Eau Rouge. Was it Lando in uh, in Canada where his, where his brakes just failed? Yes. Um, yeah. It's it just happened. You yeah, know, it was a failure that was probably going to happen. At, you know, at, at any point, but it happened early race mm-hmm. because something. When it happens, in remember Formula two One wheels exploding off a of Toro Rosso. Yeah, I remember <laughs> two wheels exploding off of Toro Rosso. That I was think, uh, Danny Kvyat. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's you were so used to seeing Formula One cars finish races and not have like technical failures. Now that when one does happen, it's like, what the fuck's happened here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what caused that? And they're running these things right at the edge of their tolerance yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean Magnussen had a brake failure late on in the race you can't if you're going to have a brake failure you would expect it to be later on in the race yeah. I mean yeah. it can happen at any point it can happen at any failures mm-hmm. just do just happen yeah it seems very strange as, as I said there are many many um, permutations as to how it could have happened did Vettel have understeer which is forcing him wide over the curbs was it an issue before the beginning of the race is it a bit of both is it a bit of both? Yeah. Mm. Um, was it damaged before the race? You know, was it damaged yeah. in qualifying or something like that? You know, when he was pushing really hard to get because he got quite a good lap in qualifying. Did he mm. maybe damage it right at the end of qualifying somehow? You know, we just we're not sure, but um, I'm sure Ferrari will find out. I, was, I found it interesting that the cameraman got a good close up of the Ferrari suspension when it was broken because yeah. usually when those cars come back on trucks, unless. Unless they're totally well, they've totaled. usually got a top hole and haven't over them, haven't they, or something? Yeah, something them. like that. Yeah, but no, he was just like, I'm zooming right in on that. Yeah, and uh, you could see it was it was very much broken. You could see mm. on the car it was broken. Yeah, but that moves on to Leclerc's lack of anything really. Well, you got past Vettel at the start, mm. along with everyone else. And I was going to say that's mm, woo. Mm. Yeah, so did, so did a lot of people. So he was like, "Yes, I'm fourth. and then that was literally it for Leclerc. Yeah. <laughs> he was fast enough to anywhere. stay ahead of, of everyone else. Um, I yeah. think if Albon had not had that little knock at the beginning um, and had to pit at the end of lap one, I think Albon probably would have hassled and passed Leclerc. Yeah, I think it would have easily hassled and got past him. <clears throat> yeah, so fourth is kind of weirdly a saving grace for Ferrari. Um, it's just weird where the pace went. There was just no pace for them. Yeah, I mean, they looked kind of on it in Mexico, which we, th- I thought that they weren't going to be at all. But, um, kind of on it in Mexico. They've been really strong in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Get to America and all of a sudden, but nothing. The other thing there is that you've got such, like, not the longest straights we have in Formula One. But there's some pretty hefty straights yeah, there yeah. that you need a good lump in your engine. You're pushing yeah. you up that hill, that big, long back straight. And we've seen in any of the races this year since the summer break that have had those type of features, like Ferrari being unstoppable in qualifying. And even that wasn't there. Yeah. But there's also the the twisty corners. And yeah, you've got to come out of the corners, corners well yeah. to, get, to get the drive down. To get the drive. And it's bumpy. Mm. I don't wonder if that's perhaps a... An Bo- issue that is, bumpy yeah. would make a lot of sense because they've had so much trouble with the tyres having a really narrow window. Yeah. And if they can't run cleanly to get the heat into the tyres because mm. of the bumps, then perhaps that's just mm. scuppered them completely. Maybe, mm. maybe. It's definitely a possibility. Mm. Nobody's blamed the uh, sausage curb or the uh, horizontal sausage curb that got put on the apex of turn eight to keep every, he, everybody in line. He well, missed it. Yeah, and apparently it, the... it was tiny. It looked more. Is it, it looked yeah. big on the photo yeah, that the yeah. FIA put out. Yeah, and but when, I think when Martin Bundle the... commented on it. He said like it's it's basically nothing there. It's 
when they did the replay of, of Vettel sort of on painted, board. Please don't drive over this on the yeah, road. Yeah, it's more of a marker than an actual sausage curb. Yeah, when they did the, the Vettel on board for um, when, when he saw his suspension breaking, he he was nowhere near that sausage mm-hmm. curb on turn the turn before that. Then as he turned left, he ran a bit wide. Yeah, uh, onto the bumpy bit of the curb on the outside of must have been turn nine, which it, uh, it had already gone by then. Well, that's when it that's when it went bang as soon as he was mm. on that on the crest of that hill there. Mm. What Vettel did manage to point out to us is the fact that um, Valtteri Bottas doesn't know what a fist bump is. That was funny. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah. No, I, th- I, think, I think what we need to do here is ask our Finnish correspondent, Sanserio Nasty, do you fist bump in Finland? Maybe Clearly it's one, not. Maybe it's one <laughs> of those weird things. Do you know, you know what? Like I know you, what it is. you do thumbs up in certain countries and it's like a real insult. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, he went like that and Bottas thought, what the fuck are no, you talking I about? Know what, I know what it is. <laughs> Bottas went to do a fist bump a few races ago, didn't he? And he spilt coffee on him. He did. He's got a phobia. <laughs> he has a phobia of fist bumps. So now he's scared of fist bumps. Bumps yeah. in case something hot hits his hand. He thought it was a trick, maybe. A so, rational fist bump yeah, fear. Absolutely. My new hardcore band. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old, does it? No. Never gets no. old. Really doesn't. Um, right, Red Bull. Fist pump phobia. <laughs> Red Bull. Um, Max having a pretty lonely race in third for the most part. He was. Mm-hmm. He kept pace with with the Mercedes, especially towards oh, he, the he, end. He kept pace, but he was kind of the gap was stable pretty much all yeah. the way through. Yeah, but if Red Bull were there at the start of the year, we'd be really excited about how good they were looking. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. They were they were quite off the pace, weren't they, early doors? But the the mean. This is good. This is strong from Red Bull. Yeah. I I still don't believe they're going to get any further up towards Mercedes for the rest of the season. No, in, even into next year, uh, possibly. But the I think I know it's not time for a Brazilian Grand Prix preview. But I think they're going to be really strong in Brazil. Should be, should be. Uh, it tends to be a track Red Bull go well at. Yeah, but. I, I was a bit disappointed, to be perfectly honest. When you looked at where Max was in qualifying, it looked like he could, you know, he was on for pole for a certain amount of time. Did have um, floor damage from fairly early on, yeah, which didn't help. Mm. Verstappen did, yeah. Oh right, okay. What from? Um, I was really hoping you wouldn't say that because I've gone on to a different ah, from so his I- floor. Right, okay. He damaged the floor damage was from the damage to. His yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah, there was, floor, yeah, there was some yeah. damage in uh, the floor area. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mainly the carbon fibre, I think. Right. Mainly around the lower part of the car. It, the rest ju- of it just says um, early, early in the race. Right, bullshit. The team isn't sure what caused it. Yeah, it sounds like uh, we didn't have any pace. So. I don't uh, think anyone No, was, no, no, the, the camera... Definite? Yeah, it was. They showed it after the race. Oh, right, he did okay. have a crack front end plate, and of course they had to change the front uh, wing. They had to change the rear wing before the race. And front wing wasn't a big crack in the front wing. Yeah, that was during the race. But before the race, it was the rear end plate that had yeah, gone. Yeah, they had to replace right, the rear end plate. Okay, because yeah. the, so, the whole back of the car was off on I, the grid. I wonder if he had a, if he ran out, had a runoff on the outlap or something like that. You know, when they were doing the shakedown. Ah, he damaged the front wing on the first turn when him and Bath touched. Right. Okay. And there was some this rear, there was some sense. rear floor damage, which may have been that, or might have been running wide at turn one. Yeah, because he, I do remember him doing that. Yeah, um, and according to Christian Horner, there's a big hole in the floor that's missing. 
Does that mean there's a big hole missing? Or so that means hole? there's no floor damage. <laughs> no, we're expecting it should yeah. be a big hole, but it's missing. <laughs> we filled it in with carbon fiber. We've lost the hole. <laughs> Where did you put that hole? It's gone. Brilliant. So yeah, that would pro- that would probably explain why he wasn't gaining, but he had a slow and he had a slow Ferrari behind him, which explains why he wasn't losing. Yeah. yeah. But Alban. Um, came through the field three times. After, yeah, after <laughs> his slight unfortunate spill that he's had in, mm-hmm. in, in turn one. Not intentional, slid wide because mm-hmm. of cold tyres and probably lack of downforce as well coming out of turn one. But the um, I'm glad it didn't finish his or Science's race and he had a really good chance of of, of producing one of those excellent comeback drives and in the blog room I think I said he was a potential for driver of the day as well yeah despite the fact he did twat somebody right at the beginning of the race the, th- the thing is though and it's like when Verstappen started in the pit lane earlier on in the season he said well all things being equal I'm still going to finish six yeah and he did and he, he did yeah <clears throat> So, you know, fifth is where you would expect a Red Bull to finish that's got to come through the field because there's still that much of a gap between them and everybody else that they're able yeah. to do it. Yeah. But once you like, I've, with damaging your car as well and coming through, I thought it was a really good driver. Still, I still stand by the idea that if he gets his feet under the table at Red Bull, he can hassle Max Verstappen. Um, I'm not year. taking anything away from what he did. Mm. And to add to it, I'm saying I don't think Gasly would have finished fifth. Oh, Gasly, oh God, no. no. Gasly might not have got into the points. He might yeah. not have finished if he was trying to overtake people. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought it was a really good drive. He was my driver of the day, I think. Alex Alban. Who, yeah. Gasly? No. <laughs> uh, the, the only reason he wouldn't be my driver of the day is because it was his fault that he had to become my driver of the yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's always... If someone's had a crash that's put them to the back and then done a great drive to recover from yeah. that, does that really count as driver of the day? Oh, if, this, if somebody is, else crashes into them and they recover, yeah. yes. This is why I'm saying Perez is mine, because he started at the back through no driving fault of his own without a damaged car, just not going onto the Weybridge because mm. he missed it, the team missed it, and everybody got a little bit crap during FP2, which apparently that rule's being looked at and changed for next season. Mm. Um, but he came through the field and got himself up into the points in not the fifth fastest car on the grid. I think it's it's unfair to overlook Bottas as well for a driver of the day. For a dri- just driver of the weekend, you know, he was on it. He was he, he looked to have the legs on Lewis Hamilton, like from the word go. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know, it shouldn't be missed. Past Lewis but Hamilton. It- it almost always is for driver of the day. The guy who's done the fastest lap, yeah. the first, qualified yeah, yeah, yeah. first, and then driven from first yeah. to finish in first. Mm. They never get a look in for driver no. of the day, do no, they? No, no. It's always the guy who makes a terrible mistake at the beginning and then ends up seventh. Yeah. Or, you know, something like that. <laughs> like Albert with ending up fifth. Mm. But anyway, on to Mercedes. Yeah, it was... Um, but you know right. what? Valtteri Bottas has been my driver of the season. He de- he deserves championship. <laughs> <laughs> Valtteri Bottas passed Lewis Hamilton twice in a race yeah. on a circuit where Lewis Hamilton usually bosses everybody mm. else around. And, okay, Lewis Hamilton totally destroyed his qualifying by having, he said, one of the worst qualifying sessions he's had in in, 
in recent memory. He but said that in another one, didn't he, earlier on yeah, this year? Yeah, but he didn't look on it at all. You know, even through practice and stuff mm. like that, he was complaining about not being happy with the car. He was completely like, yeah. you know, it's... Uh, it's fastest in FP2. Yeah, yeah, but he, even when he was fastest, he he didn't look comfortable. No, no he wasn't, but he didn't sound comfortable. Yeah. He didn't sound confident. Um, so just to, to force his way past the Ferraris and then, you know, having that strategy, which was a bit of a gamble, but kind of paid off in the team getting a 1-2. Mm. Um, really worked for, for Lewis Hamilton and for Mercedes. Um, I liked the racing between Hamilton and Bottas. Thought it was fair. Yeah, I did. Didn't think there was anything, um, you know, that wasn't malicious. It was it was rivalry, but it was respect as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bottas knew that if he went down the outside of Lewis Hamilton on a corner where he could force him wide, he was going to get forced wide. Yeah. Um, and he bided his time and came back and essentially a faultless weekend for, for Valtteri Bottas. I felt it, it was. sorry it was, for him. I was going to say it was it was yeah. good to see Hamilton racing to win as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He really when, wanted yeah. to win the race despite, you know, what the other stuff that was going yeah. on. Um, but did no one else feel sorry? I know you, you didn't see any of the coverage apart from the race. But I, how sick must have Valtteri Bottas been by the end of Sunday by people turning around and going, well, didn't you won the race? So what about Lewis Hamilton's achievement? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, launching, launching that new range of clothes this week. Because I mean, that, that snood that he was wearing, that's not even available on his website, on his or the Tommy Hilfiger website yet. I haven't seen the snood. It's a, I saw the limited edition cap, I saw white camo. Edition. I quite like that. Yeah. It's, it's a big. Sorry, it's not a snood. It's a neck warmer, right, according okay. to the official site. It's some big chunky woolen knitting thing site. that says <laughs> "blessed." Mm. Does it say "blessed" on it? Yes. Jesus, blessed is more. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, we, all, all the other snoods on his site are called neck warmers, so I'm only going on that. We've probably got to talk about Lewis's other achievement. Yeah. The he's he's gonna bring out a new range of baking accessories. All of them have, and still we rise on them. Yes, <laughs> I, I like you. You cracked Dan. <laughs> I like that. That's that's very good. Very good. Now we're gonna. I'm gonna have to say, it, aren't I? Um, well, why? What, what else did he do? He might have won a world championship. Those caps were apparently a hundred dollars. Someone's just said. Well, those camo caps. Yes. Get lost. <laughs> no, 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 no they were. They're camouflage. Yeah, they were good point, yeah. <laughs> Why would you want to buy, spend a hundred dollars on a hat when you put it down? You can't see it again. You'd have to wear it constantly. Yeah, it'd be like one of those ma- magic capes that Harry Potter had. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Totally. Talking of which, has anyone seen me chameleon? I left him somewhere. <laughs> oh dear. Paul wandering around in his house going, Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, <laughs> I thought I'd have rock bottom with that, but you're well done, you've beaten it. <laughs> no, so let's not escape. There's something I said in the yeah. blog room yesterday post race. Lewis Hamilton has. Uh, well, you know, I don't want another burger. No, I, don't, I didn't want another burger. <laughs> Six world championships and 83, I can't do that with hands, 83 <laughs> race wins. Is more than double the achievements of Ayrton Senna. Wow, jeez! Double the amount of race wins, double the amount of world championships. Crazy! It's it was a hell unf- of an achievement. It's unfathomable, and he still not got to Michael Schumacher's record. No, it's how mental, isn't it? <laughs> um, is he? Is he right? Is Lewis Hamilton the greatest British sportsman of all time? We can't say he's the greatest Formula One driver of all time, which I think he will retire being. 
by the time when he leaves. The problem is you can't say and you can't say who is the greatest Formula One driver of all time because no, but you can with stats and records. Yeah, with, sta- with stats and records, yeah. But yeah, every but every generation Fangio was racing a different sport. To yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, every totally, generation yeah. of car is completely mm-hmm. different. Yeah, and. How would Graham Hill have coped oh, with no, abso- absolutely. ERS? What I find impressive with Lewis Hamilton is his ability to focus year on year on year. I always think back to uh, Mika Hakkinen when uh, he, he did like a Sky special when he was talking about retiring. And when he stepped away from Formula 1, he said, you don't understand the effort it takes to win two world championships. Yeah, And when it came to him... Right, trying to prepare for another year, he couldn't mentally prepare himself for the strain of another championship. Mm. And uh, the same happened to Rosberg, of yeah, course. But that did well. There's all the strain of being battered by Lewis Hamilton yeah. the year after. But um, it do, that doesn't seem to affect Lewis Hamilton. I don't. I don't know whether it's I think a it's, thirst uh, for winning, whether it's just a. Confidence bordering on arrogance. I want to make that a, manages to fix that. Make a point that Dan has made on the podcast many times before. I think a lot of it's to do with the evolution of sports science as well. Yeah, psychologists, sports psychologists are now a thing. Whereas when Mika Hakkinen was, they probably would have brought in a sports psychologist if someone was, you know, really but, out of form or. For but yeah. he was he was racing against Schumacher, and I can't imagine Schumacher saying, "You know what." Winning another title would be too difficult. I no. can't do it. Yeah. Although, having said that, Schumacher's head dropped when he realised he was losing out to Alonso in yep. in Alonso's second championship. Year. Alonso beat him into retirement early. Yep. And when Schumacher came back, he was not the same and driver. Not. not that it was that that you know he hadn't uh, he had too long away for that. He he wasn't mentally the same driver when mm. he came back for those three years with Mercedes. But you could conceive of the same thing happening to Hamilton. Yes, if, could do if. The Ferrari is a good car next year, and Leclerc can beat him, or, or even if Norris started beating him, mm-hmm. and you, you could imagine him going, actually, no, I'm, I can't do this anymore. I can't help think with uh, Schumacher as well. It was the because when when Schumacher left, Todd was on his way out, wasn't he? Braun was on his way out, yeah. and Schumacher might have realised that that. Ferrari the, the tune was over yeah, yeah the band's yeah, yeah. not getting back together here yeah um, so that I, it's interesting when people talk about Total Wolf maybe leaving Mercedes like sooner rather than later I think that would be a huge dent maybe like, in the Mercedes armour because he does seem to you don't think about like team bosses but I think the if there's any of the any of the sort of current stock of team bosses, which like some people transcend the sport, I think you've got Christian Horner and you've got Toto Wolf that are two real standout team bosses in Though, Formula One. I think Toto Wolf has always been part of a solid team. Yes. It's He's been, not always been at Mercedes either, remember that. You, no. Yeah, but sorry, I do mean in the win in Mercedes, yeah. it's not just been Toto Wolf, it's Toto Wolff and Nicky Lauda. Yeah. yeah. Dieter Zetcher. Yeah. Um, uh, now they've got James Allison. And before, before, Paddy Paddy before James Allison, yeah. Paddy Lowe. Yeah. yeah. So there's always been a really strong team there. Mm-hmm. And I think if you did lose Paddy Lowe, that, sorry, not Paddy Lowe. Toto Wolff. Toto Wolff. Told you I was having trouble talking <laughs> tonight. <laughs> if you did lose Toto Wolff from that team, then 
There's having a lot of lost, stability. Having lost a lot of the others, yeah, it might might struggle to yeah. get back to where they were. Well, you, you only need to look at what difference one person makes is the difference that Seidel's made to McLaren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in such a fast time. Yeah, you know. it came in mid-season, uh, and Fred Vasseur at. Uh, what is now Alfa Romeo? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the way, the way that he's turned them round. Yeah, yeah. I'm, somebody who knows what they're doing can can have a huge impact. Um, now Renault just needs in, somebody to true. come in and actually be a proper team principal rather than an excuse maker in chief. I don't know whether it'll be a good thing or a bad thing, but I can I would put a chunk of money on Prost being the team principal at Renault sooner rather than oh, later. Oh, well, yeah, that'll happen at some point. Mm-hmm. It's well, interesting what you're saying There's about, more to talk about Renault later on, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting what you're, what you're saying about, you know, Hamilton, whether or not he'll do, you know, if Toto Wolff leaves, you know, how 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 would Mercedes function? Um, who would be the, the top dog at Mercedes then? But Lewis Hamilton's comments from yesterday were that he loves driving for Mercedes. He's been with the team since he was 13. Well, yeah. Kind of. McLaren, Mercedes, yeah, yeah. when they were de facto he's, he's, ne- he's never driven a Formula One car that didn't have a Mercedes engine in it. Mm-hmm. He's always had a Mercedes badge on him when he's coming up through junior formula as well. Yeah. Um, and the uh, yeah, he said he doesn't see any reason to leave and um, is looking forward to 2021 regulations when they come in. Uh, wants to wants to know what the challenge is going to be and wants to the, t- wants his to, wording to, to of that his wording of that was really interesting because I can't remember if this was it for Basim or not but he said he, he's looking forward to 2021 regulations how that affects Formula One and how he needs to prepare to dominate the next phase of Formula One <laughs> 24 time world champion 57 yeah. <laughs> year old Lewis Hamilton yeah <laughs> Yeah, him, him and Kimmy both driving around in cars sponsored by Sanatogen. Mm. <laughs> um, I guess that just leaves rock stars and wankers of the week. Rock stars got to be Mercedes. Yeah, all yeah. all round. Yeah, the engineer a one-two finish in a world championship when you know at some point it didn't really look like they could. I think Ferrari could put down as wankers of the weekend because they should have engineered a one-two finish and. Yeah. Didn't and didn't yeah. couldn't. Julian Palmer said a great thing on the BBC um, like qualifying show. Put him behind a wheel. You can't stand him. Put him behind a microphone. You're oh, no. a fucking hype he's, man. No, he's, he's the he's, best pundit. Oh, I know. He is Formula One's yeah. best pundit now. But he turned around and said when he was asked, oh, do you think Vettel could win the race? He said, of course they can't win the race. He said, they, they're, Ferrari can't manage to win a race when they lock out the front row. They're not going to manage to win a race when there's already a Mercedes in front of them. <laughs> and he was quite right. Yeah. Yeah, Ferrari are the architects of their own downfall every yeah. single time. I've been watching Formula One since the early 90s, and in the early 90s, Ferrari were shite. Yeah. Um, with think, with a driver lineup that should have done a damn, damn sight better. Burger yeah, and Lacey. Burger and yeah. Lacey, yeah. 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 I'd argue that at certain points of the low, for, if you look at the last three years of Ferrari, I think the lowest points for Ferrari now are as bad as those low points. I don't know. I mean, this was the days when Ferrari were like the second to worst team in Formula One. Mm. Uh, the car was just terrible, but you know, you still had a huge fan base because Ferrari. Yeah. Uh, and the first Ferrari win I can remember was uh, when Alesi won in Canada in '95. His win. Yeah, his only his <laughs> only win. Um, 
Now that is a driver that never showed his true potential. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then the following year, obviously Schumacher joined with Irvine at um, Ferrari, and that started the whole Schumacher era off. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, that's when Ferrari started winning, and people forget that there have been times when Ferrari have been really uh, terrible. They've mm-hmm. been midfield and also runs. Yeah, absolutely. Well, memories really short in Formula One. You know, it's, yeah. uh, people were, were cancelling McLaren in, out when you think that it was only a few few years ago when they came out with Hakkinen and Coulthard and lapped the field. Yeah, you know, in those days as well, when Ferrari were terrible, Williams and McLaren were fighting each other for championships. Yeah. And inadvertently invented the drive-through penalty. Don't forget. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did actually invent the drive-through yeah. penalty. Yeah. Um, any any other honourable or dishonourable mentions? Um, Haas looked like wankers at their home. Yeah, Haas did look like yeah. wankers, complete wankers. Um, the fans looked like rock stars because it was the biggest turnout for a US Grand Prix since it was since it's been staged at the Circuit of the Americas. Yeah, yeah. so uh, massive rock stars, mm-hmm. Circuit of the Americas, and all the fans for attending, yeah. and the Grand Prix. It's it's one of the best on the calendar. It yeah, is. it is. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Even though there's in, even... in terms of atmosphere as well yeah. as in terms of racing, I yeah. think it's it, it, it's the race I want to go to more than any other race. Same here. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would go with that. Yeah. Are we going to start the crowdfunder for next year to get Absolutely. us there? Absolutely. There's a few extra rockstar mentions I want to throw out. Everyone that sent us photos over the course of the weekend that was there, um, especially Carol B and John Tripp, who were there. Wearing their three legs, four wheels t shirts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you very um, much. Mike McPherson for everything that he sent us through, including the video that he got that he did with Sean. Yeah. Cheers, mate. That's gonna go on the YouTube channel tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, that was hilarious. Virtual Statman Sean, we should probably v- point virtual out. Virtual Statman yeah. Sean. Yeah. Um, also um, thanks to Sean for sending us a lot of tweets over the weekend with all the, everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. And I mean the the list of people that were sending photos. Um, Taylor Mazeru sent a photo when she collared Danny Rick in downtown Austin Sunday night. Oh, okay, fair enough. That's. Uh, uh, I think I I did I did retweet that one. Didn't ask him to one. come on the show though, did she? No, Taylor, come on up your game for next B-. time. B minus. <laughs> <laughs> must must try harder. Could Rick harder? Uh, oh <laughs> God! <laughs> You've been taking me lessons. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> You've been taking me lessons. Um, yeah, too, too many people to mention just for all the photos that you sent through. I'm going to get all these downloaded and put a gallery up on the site because a lot of people have sent through a hell of a lot of great photos. Yeah, yeah. so good. Just, and thank you for all your content. I mean, just imagine if I mean we, we tried this uh, I think a, a few years ago, so long time listeners will will remember this. But just imagine if next year at the US Grand Prix. We do our podcast from a venue in Austin, and you're all sat That'd in the same, I'd in love the to same do a live venue. Podcast like that. And you're sat in the same venue. You know, we, we do it on YouTube as well, of course mm-hmm. we do. But you're all sat in the same venue as us watching us do the podcast, chipping in maybe with a few comments here. Yeah. And there. Oh, all the YouTubers are in the virtual blog room right now. Yep. Well, yeah, they are. But I mean, but to be actually there, to be actually in Austin, and, it's close uh, enough, I can it. smell you. Yeah. And he probably will. <laughs> you've fallen asleep. Should we uh, look at the predictions? Why who, not? Who got what right? I didn't Let, do... Let's not thinking about it. I don't think I did Dan, well. Dan, why not? 
I don't think I predicted. <laughs> I definitely all didn't that well. Does that mean we should start with Dan? I think we should start with Dan based on that because Dan went for a Hamilton win, Vettel second, and Leclerc third. Enjoy your point. <laughs> Yay! It was. It didn't sound stupid before it the race. Didn't sound stupid. <laughs> before it the weekend, anyway. I think I think I went for something similar to Dan, didn't I? Uh, you did twice as good as Dan because you went for a Hamilton win, Vettel second, and Bottas third. Uh, two points. Two points. Uh, Sean went for a Hamilton win, Bottas second, and Vettel third. Also two points. Mm-hmm. Um, guest predictor last week was Amos Menin, photographer, filmmaker, general motorsport fan. Let yep. me guess, they did really well. Didn't win. Oh, right, okay. He went for a Hamilton win, Leclerc second, and Verstappen third. Four points. And we have an actual tie for first this week because me and Chris went for the same predictions. Yes. Um, both went for a Bottas win, Hamilton second, Vettel third. That Bottas win seemed ridiculous last week when you yeah, said I know. it. You, the, you told the us. grief you gave us for saying it. I'm, I'm the reason I The reason I thought Bottas was going to win the race was because I thought he was literally going all out to prevent this championship from being won in Austin. He he tried, but he, I mean, yeah. Lewis did what he needed to do as well. So congratulations See if he'd done that in like Australia. Which he won. He did. Which he won. No, no, but then carried that through <laughs> the season. No, but carried it through the season. Yeah. He yeah. might have had a different year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, he, he finished miles ahead of anyone yeah. else in Australia. Yeah. If he won more races, he might have done better in the yeah. championship. I yeah. think so. I think that might be what he's doing wrong. Top class insight there. <laughs> that's, that's the punditry they're here from. You've not been taking lessons from Paul have you you've yes. been taking lessons all from, of the lessons from fake Ted Kravitz on yes. Twitter <laughs> <laughs> if Bottas had done better this season he might be champion <laughs> fake Ted, Ted Kravitz profile is fucking brilliant if you're on Twitter and you don't follow fake Ted Kravitz go and do so it's very mm. funny again it's technical analysis when things go wrong as well like pointing at Magnuson's car this should be on the circuit yeah <laughs> Again, again, he did, did Vettel's one with a big ring around the bro- broken rear wheel. This is tape. broken. Broken. <laughs> <laughs> it's so simple. It's so but, simple. And I know, but you can almost predict it, but it's amazing. Yeah. Shall we do some news? Yeah, there's Let's a little bit of news to, to rattle through, isn't well, there? Well, there's all the 2021 rules, which, contrary to popular belief, is happening. Yeah. We've been saying all along that 2021 was happening in 2023. Mm-hmm. As it turns out, it's happening on time. Yeah. It's happening Hooray. on time. And the FIA have basically said, yep, go ahead, do those rules. And Formula One have been like, okay, we will. And if any teams don't like it, now's the time to say so. Yeah. And go form your own series with blackjack and hookers. Yeah, but <laughs> but nobody has turned around and said, absolutely not. These rules are ridiculous. I think it would be for any team now to try and block that, considering it is almost universally like praised by like industry yep. people and fans alike what it would be a pr disaster because that it said team say it was mercedes and ferrari again like because they're the ones that theoretically yeah. have the most to lose yeah. they were the ones that well no we, we don't think it's good enough to formula what for, for it's no we don't think it's good for the future of formula one mm-hmm. how would you spin that to make it sound reasonable Without making it sound like you were scared. Well, what you Ferrari, said, hold my beer. Yeah, well, no, but I, I don't think it's possible for them to do it. But Ferrari are in a worse position because, as part of the World Motorsport Council, they have voted in favour of these rules. Mm. Yeah. And then so if they, they turn around and veto it on the F1 side. Yeah. yeah. Well, what Lee said before the podcast, I think, is, is um, more standout than anything. Mm. Is that I think 
Formula One have gone out there and gone public with this and been like, this is how it's going and these are the rules yeah. and nearly everyone's agreed. Now Ferrari will look like the wankers if they yeah. turn around and go, uh, no, actually. Th- if, this it, will, this will be... This- I don't just mean Ferrari, but... I do mean Ferrari. They've got the most, <laughs> they've got the most to lose in this because we keep saying it time and time again when we talk about Ferrari. Ferrari don't sell cars; they sell a lifestyle. They sell so, cufflinks. Yeah, but so if you turn off like a load of fun, like uh, Ferrari fans that aren't Italian, for instance, because they will be faithful to the to the end no matter what. But if you turn all these people off, which are usually there waving the Ferrari flags and stuff like that, that's what will hurt Ferrari. Hmm. Mm. Um, as far as the technical side goes, we've got Scarbs on next week. Yeah, he can tell us about so it. So he will be able to go through all the technical side of things and explain things in a way that we really couldn't. Mm. So if you have any technical questions about the 2021 rules and you think that we might forget to ask Craig Scarborough or he Get might not cover us. it, you can email them to us. Yep, threelegsfourwheels at gmail.com or drop us a message on Twitter at threelegsfourwheels. And we'll ask Scarbs some of the best ones. Hashtag it, Scarbs 2021. No, send it as a DM. Then you don't need to hashtag it. Yeah, I could get lost, lost in the DMs. We get lots of them. I've got special. Tw- <laughs> I've got special Twitter software that lets me make lists of DMs. Ooh. Don't forget, I used to be a social media amateur professional. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's professional when you get paid amateur. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll have uh, we'll have a bit of a technical show next week because we haven't had one for a while. In fact, we haven't had one since the last time Scarbs was on. Which was summer break. Which was. Uh, right, big news in Indianapolis today. Um, Penske, or a division of Penske, the IndyCar team, have bought IndyCar. The whole thing. The whole shebang. All of IndyCar and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Is this like when um, Bernie, who owned Brabham, took over Formula One? Possibly. Although he didn't get a circuit with it. Maybe. I mean, I don't know what Penske's plans are. Does anyone know what they are? Um, why, why they've done that? No idea, because, I mean, it's been... the Certainly the circuit has been in the Hullman slash George family for God knows how long, and it was the owner of Indianapolis that set up the current IndyCar yeah. series. Well, Pen- Penske will be the fourth owners of the Indianapolis circuit. I can't name the other ones. Don't look at me like that. Uh, Hullman, Tony George, and probably Hullman's dad. <laughs> There's documentaries about yeah. it somewhere. So, yeah, I mean, a, t- a, a team or a company that owns a team owning an entire series. Mm-hmm. Wait for the conflict of interest stuff to come out. The only thing I would say is indie seemed, team-wise, Indy seems to work better together. You know, there the doesn't seem to be... It's not like conflict thing. of teams. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, everyone in IndyCar is running the same chassis. Mm. They've all got the same Dallara chassis and standardised aero. Yeah. It's just how you set the car up and there's only two engines. Mm. So, it's... Um, it, it's it, harder it, to give your own team the advantage, isn't yeah. it? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a completely different beast to the way that Formula One's run. And it works. What into the ground most of the time? Usually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be it'll be a good one to keep an eye on. And um, if the business model works, and then if Liberty do decide to sell up, a Ferrari going to go and put a bid in for F one. Well, that would be not disastrous, but 
I can't see anyone agreeing to Ferrari taking it because the way the Formula One works, teams yeah, would have yeah, to agree yeah. to a takeover. And I can't see any other team agreeing to Ferrari taking over mm. the sport. That's okay. Yeah. Ferrari had veto their disagreement. There was, there was something actually about the, the old 2021 regs that made me think of Flood the other day because of the op- the open source bit. You know, there's this new open source section of... And there should be. It should things. be open for but everyone it, to see. Formula Flood. So there's so, so, so we've already got ground effect. Yeah, <laughs> cer- certain parts of the car can be built, and if like by the teams, but those those parts have the the blueprints have to be put out. Yeah. for everybody else. So I, it just as soon as they said they said that, I thought, wow, the uh, I was right. Two well, years ago, the everything in the 2021 regulations has been said on this podcast by some people at some point. Mostly me. Yeah. <laughs> ground effect. Yep. In Venturi tunnels. Yep. In yep. Um, Formula floods. Formula flood blueprints. Yeah, blueprints. Yeah. Blueprints being made available, not publicly because we don't need to see them, but mm-hmm. for other teams to look at and scrutinise and think, mm, well, what if they've done that and we've done this? Well, yep. then which which will work better? Do you know what I mean? It's it's the, it's open source, as you say, and yep. it's going to create closer and better racing. It's, uh, but they've it, got to operate still within their budget caps. That's the challenge. Ross Braun yeah. said it was to stop teams. Where, as he, he quoted himself, says he said, "I've certainly taken advantage of this because I think he was referring to the double diffuser." So where you come up with a new concept, and because it's your concept, you essentially have that advantage for an entire year. Yeah, and it's to stop <clears> that. That's one thing we didn't mention actually. The um, the budget cap, one hundred and seventy five million a year, but that doesn't include driver salaries or the top three people in your team. Uh, yeah, the top three owners in the team and marketing and promotion yeah. and advertising as well. They don't come in until twenty twenty one, which means there's no budget cap for last year. Now, what Christian Horner said at the weekend was, "This means there is going to be an absolute glut of development yeah. during twenty twenty." And everyone is going to be stockpiling research mm-hmm. and spending money on things that will be coming in in 2021, but they won't be spending 2021 money on them under the salary cap. Yeah. They will have already it's spent It's also worth on pointing them. out that that doesn't include the TV revenue either because that's going to be more fairly distributed. Mm. Yeah, there's going to be some changes with the heritage payments as well, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah, you don't just get extra money for sticking around so long. Which I think is a good thing. It's re- you get rewarded for doing well. Mm. So actual prize money for well, being gonna, better. Yeah, because you're going to be on TV more often, therefore you get more money. Mm. Uh, the, oh, other, the, the other, other thing, thing is they've signed off the maximum 25 races a season. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing. I've I've seen people <sighs> I've seen people complain about it. I think it's complaining for the sake of it. If there's 25 races, I think we'll enjoy watching 25 races. Yeah, uh, as a fan, I'd like to watch yeah. 25 races. I mean, 26 weeks what? is six months of the year. Yeah. yeah. That's without a gap between any of those weeks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's uh, almost at a least year-round At series. least they're not doing a back-to-back-to-back again. But that... They've said yeah, that's I, never going to happen again. I can't see how they can... They're going to have to start late January and finish in, like, December. The, awesome, the, yeah. With no uh, summer break. I mean, don't forget the season used to start late January, when I think going back in the days of the South African Grand Prix, um, first few, first few races used to be Jan- late January, early February in the Southern Hemisphere. I I do find it funny that people constantly um, worry about other people's families and how how they get on with their own jobs and stuff like that. When they work for what the eight months, like six months a year, whatever mm. 
the the uh, the, the calendar's over. Uh, well, they forget that they work for twelve months of the year. So oh, I don't, don't, don't forget I a lot of no, the, I have no sympathy. A lot of the staff that travel to races do actually work in the factory during no, no, the winter no, I, as well. I really put this like I've. These these are chosen vocations. Yeah, but they're working away from home. Yeah, for but so they're long. chosen vocations. You've mm. chose to get to get involved in that industry. Yeah, um, I don't. But you've chosen to get involved in that industry when it was eighteen races a year. Yeah, but and well, if, but then if it, if, it, there's, there's, if if it's something you don't want to do, then I'd imagine that you're qualified enough to go and do something else. There are going to be um, a reduced number of staff at each race as well. Yeah. And mainly because isn't the idea of so they can have like a so they can rotate so a rotating pool yeah. of staff? Yeah. yeah. The the other thing the other thing that came through was that um, the design of the car is set on Friday morning, and yeah. then it's effectively park fermi, and you can only change things that get broken between the start of FP one. Well, yeah. after the start of FP one, as soon as the car hits the track, that's it. You're locked in. Yeah. yeah. But then there was something about being allowed to test things for the next race as well they can Mm. use testing and development parts on friday so it might be fp2 when it's parked for may then don't forget we are losing a day as well you know you know the the weekend's only going to be three days friday saturday sunday yeah i'd love a three-day weekend oh well that's a three-day week (laughs) (laughs) three-day week plus a day's traveling there and a day's traveling back but i i I genuinely genuinely don't have any sympathy for anyone if it like for for whatever whatever you do, if you if you're that upset with what you're doing, then what, days traveling there and days traveling back, even for Williams to Silverstone, yeah, well, changing, no, they're, using, they're using their own car. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's for the flyaway races. You're not you're not going home. You're no. going straight to the next yeah, race. Yeah, yeah. For, there's people. There's people, that, there's people that stay in oil rigs for six months. Yeah, the, for three or for three or four you know races yeah. in a row. I think I, it's I'd, not that oil rig's not a high pressure job, but that's that's worked out. You know, what I want to make sure is that all this is worked out because what you don't want is overtired staff in somewhere that is dangerous. Do you know what I mean? Pit, yeah, pit lane no, is dangerous. Yeah. You don't want somebody overtired thinking a wheel is on properly, and then somebody drives off at two hundred miles an hour and it goes bouncing down the road because John I, read the mechanic. It's not the re- it's not the actual schedule of the race yeah. that makes the mechanics tired. It's drinking for the other awake hours. <laughs> I, keep, I keep asking uh, Mark Priestley to come on the show, and he keeps liking the tweets when I ask him, but he never replies. You to should him. do it. It'd be ace. Yes, I'd love to get yeah, him on get the Mark show. Priestley great, on the show. Though. That would be fantastic. But yeah, Hive it, mind. Do your thing. Yeah. At F one Elvis. Top and bottom of it is, if it wasn't difficult, it wouldn't be called work. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Says the guy who colours things in for a living. Professionally. <laughs> Says the guy that's been working for two days. <laughs> in the past. Back to the new decade. <laughs> I'm a consultant. It's what we do. Renault have hired someone. Renault have hired someone. Pat Fry is going back to the Renault team. Well, was he part of the Renault team or was he Benetton when it was... When Pat was Fry there? is going back to Enstone. Yes. Um, Pat Fry he was, at, been, well, he was there at Benetton I think he was there for a little bit of Lotus as well might have been he was there when it was um, sorry he's been he's been at Williams he's been at McLaren he's been at Ferrari Manor Manor um, and then was it was he Manor and then Ferrari or Ferrari and then Manor can't remember which way around it went I think he stepped aside mm. when James Allison became technical director at Ferrari mm. So that's so that would Manor. that would fit with him going to Manor then. Yeah, 
So he's got a lot of experience and he's going to head up the technical team but not be technical director as such. He's been a stand-in at McLaren whilst they were trying to sort out the whole James Key thing, but now James Key yeah. is in the team. And he has to be, give, be given a lot of credit for what a McLaren are this year, you'd have thought. Yeah, yeah, you would think so for stability more than anything. Mm-hmm. That's what Pat Fry is very good at doing, making sure everything's running as it should do yeah. consistently. Um James Key's now in that role at McLaren, so he's not needed there anymore. Andrea Seidel is team boss, and Renault have snapped up Pat Fryer. Hopefully, he can do the same job for Renault as he has done for McLaren, um, get them a lot further towards the front. Mm. I just just wonder if he's there to step into a beatable shoes when Renault management finally gets sick of him. Maybe. Finally realise they can't understand him, even in France. (laughs) I hope hope it's a good sign that we're not going to lose Renault. I hope so. Yeah, it's, Ren- it's Renault, promising, isn't it? Yeah. Renault tweeted the 2021 graphic, mm-hmm. you know, their car, their, this year's livery on a 2021 car mm-hmm. when the rules were announced on Thursday. And so, so I'm really looking forward to this. This sounds like something that we can get our teeth into. It's like, okay, fair mm-hmm. enough. Maybe Renault are going to stick around for a bit then. Car turns out to be an absolute dog and then the team's up for sale by 2022. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I We've got Renault for at least two more years. Yeah, well, they've definitely got at least a driver for two years, haven't they? Because is Danny Rick's contract up next year? They've got Ocon for two years. Yeah, that's what I mean. They've got they've got Ocon for next year and 2021. So I, th- yeah. I think Danny Rick's under three year deal, so I think he's there till 2022 as well. I, all right, cool. I thought it was two, but the the uh, I I still think Danny Rick's going to get himself out of that contract at some point. It's probably worth him trying 2021 with them, seeing... You think? See how they're you, doing. You've been the saying that since his front wing fell off in Australia. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's made a terrible mistake. I think he's destroyed his Formula 1 career, destroyed it, any chance of winning the World Championship. Don't know. It's the reason he went there is the same reason that... Um, I think he had 40 million reasons to go there, and none of those were a World Championship. My no, God, Ma- Jason Donovan only had 10. <laughs> <laughs> McLaren went with Honda for the same reason, thinking that, you know, we can't win a World Championship if we stick with this setup, mm-hmm. he, he said, you know, I can I can get podiums and maybe snaggle a win in a Red Bull. He said, but I've got to take a risk. Yeah, uh, risks sometimes pay off. When they don't, you look stupid. When mm-hmm. they do, you look like a genius. I think it would could be, be a rock star, could be a wanker. Totally. I think it'd be interesting to see where McLaren are come twenty twenty one because with Mercedes, this, this whole thing of um, you can't win a, a world championship. Unless you're a, uh, it was a Ron Dennisism manufacturer, but that's a, it's fine. I'm, I'm I'm sure there's a reason for saying it. Tell that to Red Bull. Tell it to Red Bull when they were winning world championships. Well, they were effectively the Renault factory team at the time, weren't effectively, they? Effectively, but I mean, even when Renault came back into Formula One, um, Red Bull was still winning world championships with not their engine. Um... No, Renault, was it not? Was it still Lotus? No, was Renault it? came back in in 2014, which is the first hybrid car. First hybrid it? Yeah. Okay, cool. But I still, I still believe that the the rules. 2014 or 2015? It was later it. because um, Lotus had Mercedes it was engines. 2015, wasn't and it? Mercedes engines were the engines to have. Yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah, yeah. 2015, yeah. I think yeah. it was 2015 or 2016, mm. even that Renault became. Renault again. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Red Bull still yeah, were it kind the, of was the de facto were the, were the factory. They were, they were, the, they were the McLaren Honda uh, the McLaren Mercedes of the time, weren't they? Yeah. So 
yeah, maybe that doesn't ring true. But I, st- I still think with these new rules and hopefully tightening stuff together, I think it might give McLaren a chance with yeah. with that engine to get themselves in the mix. Although I don't think the actual Ron Dennis quote was, you can't win a championship unless you're a factory team. I think there was a lot more syllables in there. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. Having, having the overall infrastructure where the power unit and the car is designed... Co- uh, coincidentally even, with even each saying other worthy worthy is it's well not wordy enough for Ron no that's true <laughs> that is true I, I, but, but boiled down if your competitor is the guy who makes the engines you're, you're not going to win yeah. it's not yeah. ideal yeah, it, uh, and I think that's still true and I think that'll still be true in 2021 well McLaren took a risk didn't they and it it didn't work for them with Honda and they ended up having a competitor who also made their engines, but the engines that they were getting were slower than the mm. engines that their other competitor was making. So, may as well use those ones. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you know, it's take, it's going to take them a few years to recover from that decision. But Danny Ricardo is is another risk taker. It could, if you know, if the rules change and Renault find themselves near the front again, brilliant. Mm. But if it doesn't work out, then. You know, with a couple of couple of years with his feet under the table at Renault, and then not on it by the time the rules change, doesn't look like a great move for Danny. Bollocks, whereas, bollocks to this, I'm out of here. Yeah. Whereas you look at Lewis Hamilton. Remember, remember all of the faces we pulled when when it was announced that Hamilton was going to Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. But what the, uh, what mid, the hell's he doing? Midfield team for? at best. Yeah. What's he? Well, they were they were they were just starting to get good at qualifying, but their race pace was rubbish. Yeah. But like, what the hell is he doing going to Mercedes? Mercedes, Mercedes were rising essentially they they were getting incrementally better all the time Renault we've seen fail year after year after year and constantly say oh but next year next year Renault will be mm. right up there with Red yep. Bull next year and the next year never arrived no I don't see why it would arrive now I think it's only really the last two years where they've not been hitting the targets they've set for themselves mm-hmm. and falling further behind them I mean, don't forget, this is the, the. I think this is the Renault year in the plan where championships. Wasn't it was going to be. It, it, it was either wins or championships. Wins yes. this year, championship next year. Mm. Um, well, they're coming off the back of being best of the rest last year, and they're not going to be that this year. No, they're going the yeah. wrong way. Renault were Force India. Well, they're only now, the, they're only the best they? of the rest last year because of the Racing Point Force India thing. Mm. Well, no, well, no, the, no, the, no, they would have had more points anyway. But, yeah, yeah. Ren- Renault, but that, Renault definitely were fourth. They were, mm. but that upset even, even with Racing Point and Force India's points added together. Yes, mm. but that upset the balance in the Racing Point Force India thing. I think they still would have got fourth if they managed to keep the same team name for the whole of the year. Because there was a takeover mid-season, they had to change their name. There was and a massive the uncertainty, yeah. and Perez had to bail them out yeah. mid-season. Mm-hmm. If there was stability in that team right the way through the season, I think they would have the, beaten They would have done better. Yeah, yeah. I think if, they, they if they'd have had Renault. money to spend on well, anything. anything. Yeah. yeah. But Renault were, Renault were a genuine fourth, even as you say, if you add up Racing Point and Force India's points together, they still would have, Renault would, still would have beaten them. But the inconsistency that that caused... If you hadn't have had it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, right, bit of a jump cut coming in here for Woo. podcast listeners because I'll do Formula Lee tomorrow morning. Yeah. Just a quick jump cut for this week's Formula Lee. It was USA in a Haas in the dry. Quick rundown of the top 20 times. In 20th, there was Ian Walker. 19th, Chris Shales. I came 18th. God knows how. 17th was Sturgis Topperis. 16th, Baba Awanika. 15th, Jimmy Hamling. 
14th was Marcel Streak, 13th was Adam Smith, 12th Brooks De Geer, 11th Kyle Armstrong, 10th was Alberto Roldan, 9th Pete Bull, 8th Justin Smedley, 7th was Chris Olby, 6th was Julian McMahon-Hyde, 5th Max Williams, 4th Alessandro Popolani. Top 3 with a time of 132.786 in 3rd was Jake Snyder. 2nd place with 132.782 was Veitcher Camping. And winning this week with a time of 132.530 was Carl Toomey. Congratulations to everyone that came in the top 20 this time. And uh, with two races to go in this season, we move on to Brazil for the next one. And this one is going to be in the wet in an Alfa Romeo. It's a two-week challenge and you've got until 7 o'clock UK time on Monday the 18th. Here ends the jump cut. Is it shunt time? Might as well be. Ah, cool. And who is this week's shunter, shunty, shuntist? Shunterer. 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 This one, I think I think your man's put one in before. This one is from Papa Sauce. Papa Sauce. Sauce. Yeah. Good name. Seeing the tweets. Re- regular tweet, tweeter uh, as well as shunterer. Terrible time to get back spasms. Let's go. Pa- His real name's Matt Steele. Okay. Special That's... agent Matt Steele. It's got to be. <laughs> Dan, is he a colleague of yours? I cannot <laughs> confirm or deny anything. <laughs> I was born. You can yes. confirm that. In 1959. Okay. Oh. Not one of the best Sisters of Mercy songs. <laughs> uh, I grew up in England along the Times. You mean Thames. the Thames? Yeah. <laughs> Up in England along the Thames. So okay. that could be anywhere from like Oxford to Essex. Yeah. So I am Southern. Okay. <laughs> I'm Southern and I'm 60. Yeah. yeah. Uh, during World War Two, my uh, father worked on Allied trucks. Okay. Doesn't narrow it down. The Queen. <laughs> no. She worked uh, no, on. She worked she on. Worked the on trucks. She worked on the trucks. Yeah, yeah. I got my first exposure to motor racing in 1964. I'd like a guess, please. I'll bet you would. Cosworth were formed in the late 50s. I don't think they're London-based or Thames-based. I think they're more strangely Northamptonshire-based. I always thought they were sort of. Essex-based, round the sort of Dagenham area where the Ford plant was. No, they were, they're not. They're not that closely tied into Ford. They, they were for a while, but um, Northampton rings a bell. I think. I think they are closer to Northampton. But the first sniff of motor racing, maybe they built their first engines for racing in '64. But they, their first project for Formula One was actually an air screen. For Van Wall, I think, but I don't know when that was. It was late fifties. Might have been because Van, Van Wall were gone by the early sixties. Uh, yeah. About sixty-two, sixty-three, I think. Never even heard of them. Cosworth was a first guess. I think, yeah. Yeah, Cosworth guess. Yeah, yeah. I had a hand in the design of the Cosworth DFV F ah. one motor. So not Cosworth. Well, they did have a hand in the design of it. <laughs> they were the company. <laughs> uh, I played a central role in developing up-and-coming drivers and mechanics over, for over 50 years. Um, 
thinking... Right. It's definitely not a person, then. How close to the Thames is Brands Hatch? It's in... Um, it's in Kent. Kent. It's just off the yeah. M2. The Thames does go through Kent. Well, it separates Kent from Essex. It's not that far from... It's, it's south, isn't it? It's, it's uh, south of the river. No, I mean, it's yeah, it's like Orping... Not that far from Orpington sort I of area, is it? I think so, yeah. So it's more on, the, more on the Surrey side than the Thames side. You can just about... I think it's outside of tube stations. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. Out, it's outside the M25. Yeah. It's nearer the M3, isn't it? Uh, yeah, because you go past it on the way to the Channel Tunnel. This is great for anyone who doesn't give a shit about British roads. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> but probably not Brands Hatch. Brands Hatch is one of the most famous British roads. Do you need a guess on this one, or have we got another? I'd like a guess. Oh, God. Tough one. Yeah. Yeah. So they've been helping to develop drivers and mechanics since they were 10 years old. Hmm. So it's definitely a place. If it was half a ten-year-old to drive, it would be what Red about, Bull. <laughs> what about like the London? No, that's, no, they make ten-year-old drivers redundant. <laughs> what about like the London College of Engineering? That's not like right on the on the tip bank of the Thames, is it? They send a lot of their apprentices to Formula One teams. Ah, good, good call. Yeah, go for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that we going with? Why what, not? What Why he not? said. Yeah, I have worked with uh, with drivers such as Ayrton Senna. Damon Hill, Nigel Mansell, Jensen Button, Kimi Räikkönen, Mark Webber, and Daniel Ricciardo. Right, okay. So I, could, could still be a person. Mm. I helped Jensen Button win his first world championship. Oh, this insinuates there is another one. That confuses me. If it's a person, Might not remember be that one. they're now 60 and have been helping train drivers and mechanics for 50, for 50 years. years. Mm. Correct. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. Good maths. Hmm. Are you a double diffuser? <laughs> <laughs> uh, before James Hunt was a, for- was a famous racing driver, I was in a car accident with him and ended up in a lake. Are you the Mini? He put a Mini in a lake in one of his early races. Did he? Yes. 60th anniversary of the Mini this year. Ah. Yeah, 1959 is the correct year. That's when the Mini was born. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know exactly why I'd know about it. Three words. Steve, the accountant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Mini was, was, 1959 was the year of the Mini. Um yeah, yeah, 1964 Monte Carlo Rally, which is what, which is which is the. First <laughs> I'm going I'm to yeah. clarify something here because I'm I'm being updated in real time. By the way, if your icon is your dog, your dog is really gorgeous. <laughs> but the um, it, uh, it, the Jensen Button one was, uh, I helped Jensen Button win his first championship title. I was going to say his first world championship because yeah. British Formula Three and. Super, was he was super he world car, was he world kart champion though? It with a mini engine, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but I'm just saying he might be world kart. Yeah, he champion. may have been. Mm. No idea. Next, uh, or ne- did he do some uh, mini racing? Rally cross. That was your last. That was that, your last clue. That was so, last clue. So, so what about the, the Cosworth DFV thing? 
Um, Would many have been British bought? Leyland? There is a Spaffer. No. no. It's a Ford Lotus crossover. Ford yeah. Lotus Cosworth. Mm-hmm. Strange crossover. There is a Spaffer. Um, don't forget, though, the Mini was the first car to have the engine put in laterally, which some of the uh, some of the components transferred over to the DFE. I don't think uh, anyone wants. They my were. Spaff. They were not. That was not a lateral engine, though. It no, was... but some of, some of, some of the workings of the Mini engine carried over to the way that the DFE was designed. I want to. I want to go for the Mini. Do we need a Spaffer? Uh, no, wanna I want to do this. I want to go this. I want to go this Paul, one without Paul's the Spaffer. For the Mini. Are you the Mini? No. Um, Bollocks. Would you like the Spaffer? Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I raced a British Formula Ford in 1968 until my retirement in 2005. What? Are you Van Diemen Racing Team? I'm not. I am the Ford Kent block engine. Oh, okay. Ah. Fair enough. Ford Kent I block engine. Would not have guessed at that. No, no you why didn't. I didn't guess at that. <laughs> no. No. I have not heard of that. I have, but I would not, still wouldn't have guessed it. Um, 711M block engine, probably. It is his dog, and he said he's awesome. I agree. <laughs> you have an awesome dog. Yeah. That was bastard hard. I mean, I enjoy this. I enjoy real time. Shouldn't help this. <laughs> Isn't that what you get from your carers Monday to Friday? No, that's Valium. All right, okay. How do you send a shunt in? You can send me a PM on Twitter at a total shunt. You can send me a PM on Instagram at a total shunt. I'll probably hit up one of the Instagram ones next week because, yeah. And you can email three likes wheels at gmail.com. Yes, you can. Which is also the way to send in. Anything like if you've got more photos of Circuit of the Americas from the weekend that you didn't have a chance to send before, mm. fire them through there and you can get us individually on Twitter. At Flood21. At Dan Dankleton. At Pablo100. And Sean is at Sean Cowper. Um, don't forget the extra Patreon show that we do every week, which we are hopefully going to be live streaming soon. Yeah. Once we've found the best way to do it, because... It's dead easy. We can do it next week if you want. Can we do it next week? The, be- the best way to do it is we'll do a... Um, a private link for YouTube and we'll post that up on our patron yeah and then people can just go to the private link right so yeah. watch out watch out for a message from us on patreon next week to all the patrons yeah and if you're not on patreon if you go to patreon.com slash three legs four wheels you can pledge you get the extra show and um, pay for stuff like us remembering to do links yes yes and Microphones and hardware, and are we? Oh, are we back to a full complement of and microphones maybe, this yes, week? Yes, we've got. They're all back. They're all back. Present, correct, and fixed. And, and fixed. And if you really want to, you can pay for us to go to Texas. <laughs> I think that might have to be a separate crowdfund. <laughs> I think it might have to be separate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we're, we're gonna, we'll look, we'll look into that. Um, all being well, next week we will have Craig Scarborough back on the show with us. If you're on YouTube, stick around. We'll do the usual Q and A afterwards. And if you're listening to this on audio, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.